Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. Picard needs a new heart. The problem? He'll have to take a road trip with Wesley to get one. Meanwhile, Geordi gets caught up servicing a derelict ship, only to find out it's a trap! From May 13th, 1989, it's Season 2, Episode 17, Samaritan Snare, or If I Only Had a Heart. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm Cam. That's Dan. And we're just a bunch of mechanics circling life trying to get by that sounds like firefly this is star trek and we're the met generation <laughs> Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. Oh, Daniel, I <laughs> had forgotten about this episode. Uh, I th- when someone says the word pack led to me, I'm like, what? Uh, just They kept saying they were going to make it go, but it just drug on forever. It, it didn't go. <laughs> make it go? Make it go fast. We are powerful. You are exhausting. (laughs) And one of the worst designs of Alien that I've ever seen. And yet, top five eyebrow looks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're an Estonian mutant. (laughs) Wow, deep cut. (laughs) Yeah, coming for you, Estonian mutants. Fight me. You're all probably named Alexander. No, that's Macedonia. I mean, never mind. <laughs> um, shit. <laughs> What's the Macedonian? Oh, God. Uh, Istanbul? No. All of my... Con- Constantinople? No. Constantinople? No. All of my ancient history just went out the. All of my ancient literature just went out the window. Son of a bitch. Anyway, here's the thing. On Stardate 42779.1, Captain Picard refuses to have a medical operation on his newly revealed artificial heart <gasps> on board the Enterprise by Dr. Pulaski, as he is concerned about his image with the crew and personal space and shit. He instead heads to a nearby starbase for the operation, traveling by shuttlecraft. Acting Ensign Crusher accompanies him as he is due to undergo a Starfleet Academy entrance exam again. Though initially rebuffing Wesley's attempts to make conversation, Picard eventually softens and talks of his past, including why he needs an artificial heart. (sighs) Meanwhile, the Enterprise encounters the Mondor, a pack-led ship. The aliens request help to fix their vessel and make it go. Based on the PAC-led's rudimentary communication skills and apparent lack of understanding of the basic operations of their ship, Commander Riker judges them to be inept and completely harmless and agrees to send their chief engineer to assist them. <laughs> After boarding the PAC-led ship, LaForge, repa- LaForge repairs the navigational si- Jesus Christ. He repairs the navigational system, then main power fails, because it's 
it's not the most effective yeah. ship we've ever seen. On the Enterprise, Counselor Troy <laughs> makes herself useful and warns Riker that LaForge is in grave danger, but Riker dismisses her concerns. Like an asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> upon completing repairs, LaForge prepare, prepares to leave, but the Pakleds incapacitate him with his own phaser and raise the shields. Data determines that the Pakleds have acquired advanced technology from other races and the ship's Malfunctions were a ruse. Riker demands they return the forge, but the Paclids refuse and stun him again with the phaser. Riker and Worf develop a ruse of their own, which they communicate to LaForge in code. Ooh. Meanwhile, at the Starbase, complications arise during Picard's transplant, and the doctors realize that unless they can locate an expert with the necessary expertise, he will die. Delicious dramatic irony here. <laughs> That's certainly a as Riker sets case. up. As Riker sets up the ruse, Worf receives a message from the starbase that Picard is close to death. The Pakleds seek to attack the Enterprise, but conf- but LaForge convinces them to delay firing until a specific range. In response, the Enterprise generates a spectacular but harmless pyrotechnic display, and LaForge simultaneously disables their weapons. The Pakleds, convinced they have been defeated, back down and allow LaForge's return to the Enterprise. It races to the starbase, and Picard is dismayed upon waking to find that Pulaski completed his procedure. (laughs) While Pulaski assures him that she will keep his secret a secret, when he returns to the bridge, they applaud, which he quickly silences. And so ends Samaritan Snare. Now every time Picard argues with Pulaski, she can just lean in and go... I've been inside of you. <laughs> I have held your heart in my hand. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. That's probably what he was afraid of. Yeah. I can't be that vulnerable with a woman. With the ship's doctor. <laughs> Damn this ship and its ev- never-ending stream of hot, age-appropriate doctors. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Well, Cameron. So I can tell this is one of those episodes. So what did you love about it, Dan? You know, I liked the idea of Picard having this medical condition because there are people who get valves replaced in this, you know, day and age. So it's true. You know. And it will come back. mm -hmm. I'm... Glad to know his little weakness now and his his secret shame, because I like to know people's secret shame. But I loved him telling the story to Wesley of how it happened. And I enjoyed the idea of the Samaritan snare, even if the villains executing it left something to be desired. <laughs> um, yeah. But... I appreciated seeing Picard a little shaken, a little scared, a little unsure of himself because it's out of his control. And the fact that he knows the the mortality rate on the surgery and everything, it was the character study portions I got of Picard. I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, yeah, that was that was some of the better better stuff for me. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Did you hate Wesley in this episode? 
I just really wanted them to talk about how Picard's like secretly his dad. I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. Just the two of you, you're alone on a shuttlecraft <laughs> for hours. Nothing to talk about. You get super uncomfortable. You're only going to get more uncomfortable. Can't bear the weight of the lie anymore. And then finally just floats out, Wesley, I'm your papa. <laughs> your father, your mother and I were a polyamorous throuple. We didn't want to tell you. And the night you were conceived, we were both in her V. We don't know. <laughs> I'll take the, the I'll time. take the test, Wesley. But I'm pretty sure I'm your papa. <laughs> <laughs> were you playing with those weird drugs that make things mix? <laughs> no, 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 Wesley. We did, we couldn't afford any of that. We were poor cadets just sucking and fucking. <laughs> okay, I, I really can't. <laughs> but i really oh, I, that's what i wanted to happen i really want him to be like well since i'm stuck with you you want to talk about how i totally railed your mom <laughs> all the time yeah with your dad mm -hmm. <laughs> some of my finest memories <laughs> i'm french so i love a good eiffel tower <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, the next one is the one I think is super porny. So I don't, this one's not off to I a know. great start. I know. Um, oh, I forgot to say, I also love that Sonia's still around. She was in the last episode and she's in this episode. That never happens with featured crew members. I know. It's just her and O'Brien. It's the Sonia and O'Brien club. Hey, we made it through <laughs> an episode and they want us back. Hooray. Oh, we have a name now. Huzzah. Oh, yeah. What did you love about this? I loved similar things. I also loved that Deanna was right, and <laughs> that for the first time, she was right and ignored, which is just so typical. Absolutely typical. I, I loved... <laughs> I did love that Pulaski had to be the one to... Um, fix Picard's heart even after all that trouble and that she's just the most brilliant Dr. Starfleet has ever seen and <laughs> she was drunk the whole time and it's just it's I'm really gonna miss her when she's gone uh, I must prepare my heart but I'm just imagining that as she was about to close up on that surgery she went in with a laser and just like etched like graffiti into Picard's bones or something. Just like <laughs> Pulaski was here. <laughs> Tiny martini glass is her signature. Absolutely. She uh yeah, it's the best. Um but yeah, I mean there's just that's that's about it. It's not one of my favorite episodes. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what people remember when they think of season two, which is why they think season two isn't great. Even though season two has some amazing episodes, this is what they think of. I mean, we met the Borg in season two. They can't take that away from season two. And we got to see Data put on trial and Picard be a lawyer. And We're making it sound like this is the end of season two. It's not, but... <laughs> 
Although there are only 24 episodes, so we're close. <gasps> so close. I I think that this episode had some good dialogue and some it did. some heart and uh and an artificial heart and <laughs> unfortunately there's also miles and miles and miles of heart there is also so much about it that just sucks so What did you hate about it, Dan? I can forgive poorly designed villains. I can forgive the bumbling of a of a subplot from a sensitivity standpoint. Like this kind of made it look like they were tricking a bunch of developmentally disabled adults, which was kind of fucked up. But incredibly. The thing that I I really can't abide above all else is this is such an incompetent showing of these Starfleet officers. <laughs> Here's a culture we know next to nothing about have had little to no actual communication with in a random ass ship with random ass tech all over it. And because we think they're maybe a little slow on the uptake, we will send our chief engineer unaccompanied <laughs> to another ship like it's no big deal. And granted, if the reason had been her feelings, given her track record, I wouldn't listen to Diana about that either. Be like, eh, those aren't the most reliable barometers, but thank you. However, I'm choosing to interpret it as she just has a goddamn head on her shoulders that isn't a complete fucking idiot and is like, hey, <laughs> maybe a senior member of our bridge team mm, shouldn't go on away missions by themselves into, uh, you know, another vessel out in the middle of space. I don't know. Maybe How that's many... just a good idea, you fucking idiots. <laughs> there are lots of engineers on that ship. Yeah. Send O'Brien, for Christ's sake. Give him something to do. <laughs> Welcome to the entirety of Deep Space Nine, Dan. <clears throat> Yay! It's just O'Brien. Fixing shit. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> That's Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Which is why you're going to love it so much. <laughs> I do like the real-world real drama of having to fix shit. <laughs> yeah. And he's not offensively Irish, unlike something that we're about to talk about. <laughs> Top of the caricature to ya. <laughs> save it. Save it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. Next episode. It'll happen. But yeah, I oh I mean, I hated the character design. I hated the character ship design. I hated the fact that they sent Jordy. I hate the fact that Deanna was ignored. I hate I love Den hated Wesley. At least Wesley's aware now that people don't like him. It's yeah. clear you don't care for me. And Picard's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? That's nuts. <laughs> there, there, Wesley. Don't, don't be cry. <laughs> <laughs> don't be sad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you'll mature. I mean, we've seen that you turn into a beautiful, 
unexpectedly large man. <laughs> yeah, it's upsetting how tall Will Wheaton is. It's like, yeah. No, I mean, remember when Riker was Q and... Oh, yeah. Wesley just wants to be older. <laughs> As we all do. That's not true at all. No. Want to be you only want to be forever. older until you're 21. <laughs> yep. That's the perfect age. Stay that old forever. Also, whatever you believe in or think is the ultimate truth at 21, just lock into that. You probably have it figured yeah, out. Totally. What What else are you going to see? Facts or some sort of alternative point of view? Something that's well thought out and reasoned. Fuck that shit. You're 21. You know what you believe. Stick to your guns. Anybody tries to steer you away from it, you just double down. You blow back affect those fuckers. You can do everything but drive a car. So you know what? You've got it figured out. Exactly. And that is 90% of people in my hometown. <laughs> yeah, me too. And here we are. Here we are. Uh- <laughs> Two assholes. With a podcast. I'm on one tonight. Some of them locked in when they were 14, actually. Oh, yeah. They, they made it out of junior high and weren't quite sure yet. Damn, they better they better get right with their God. Yeah, they better. Boy. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, some people, I would recommend not even locking in until ever. Yeah. But especially not when you're 29. How's that going, Dan? And Cameron means that. Like, he hasn't locked into any beliefs. He's been really conservative and really liberal. Now he's going through a whole mega phase. Like, he's just been all over the place. <laughs> you take that back, Your you mind is so fucker. open, any idea can just wander in and cozy <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, in, you know, when most people experimented with drugs as a teenager, I experimented with religion, so... <laughs> A whole lot of the Lord was flowing through my veins, if you know what I mean. That a boy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You shouldn't. It's purposefully vague. Good. Good. What was the name of the Christian rock band you were in? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, what was it? What was the name? Nope. nope. What was the name? Cameron, you're going to edit this episode. No one's ever going to hear it. No, I'm not. It's going to be my luck that you end up editing this. No, today's episode that came out was 13. I sent you 13 and 15. I'm doing Mm -hmm. 14 and 16. So this is 19. Uh Uh-huh. So you're doing it. It's not 18 that I'm doing. (laughs) Just say the band name. Don't think about it. No. Shut up. It's not a big deal. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. There's so little about this episode we like, it's hard to not just shit all over it. So just distract the people by telling them the name of the Christian rock band you were in. Come on. No, the fact that I played bass for a Christian rock band. Oh, and he played bass, guys. He played bass. Did you you write any other songs? I wrote all the songs. Ah, Give me a a song title. Give me one song title. One and I'll leave you alone. Help me. No, it was Help Me? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's just, this is ripping off the Beatles, man. That's not cool. No, that's help. Yeah. And you had to go and make it all about you. I did. I was a Christian. I was a Christian teenager. What did you expect? A straight, white, male, cisgendered Christian teenager. <laughs> uh, I would have expected a lot of masturbation. I mean, yes. What else did you hate about this episode? 
He said easing out of a diatribe. <laughs> nice easing. I uh, I just, I understand exactly what they were going for, but it did just feel like a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I would have much rather seen, I mean, they could have skipped the B plot and I would have much rather seen Picard try and sneak away to get to the starbase and then have Pulaski be like, then have them while he's awake be like, oh, I'm sorry, we need an expert, you know, just to have that interaction, to have, that would have been way more interesting to have Picard and Pulaski just butting heads and butting butts and just, just button butts like you do. <laughs> now, now you pastime. listen to me here. <laughs> I'm going to keep butting butts with you until you see it my way. You. It's just like two people trying to box each other out in basketball. Nothing will bond you like kissing anuses. (laughs) That face. That face was worth that joke. Uh, Where I come from, we call that touching whoopee cushions. Yeah? That's a Billings thing? Tying a balloon knot. This is a bad one. This is great. It's it's prime prime time quality content. The villains were dumb. The plot, the A slot, which was the A plot? I don't know. I just, I would have wanted to watch Picard and Wesley in a bottle episode. That's right. The villains and the B plot of this was so boring and lame, I would have opted in for more time with Wesley. And that's saying something. That is saying something. And same. Mm-hmm. I would have done the same. Yeah. I don't watch The Big Bang Theory. It's because I never know if Will Wheaton's going to be on an episode or not. And I just don't risk it. I just don't risk it. <laughs> I can't forgive him. can't forgive him. You should have gone with The Traveler. I just, it's fine. <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, The Traveler's always with him, Dan. In here. <laughs> And in here. Uh. And in here. Let me tie your fingers together. We're real punchy. We'll get to another one, I'm sure. Oh, God. <laughs> we will. All right, let's, let's um, quote this bad motherfucker, unless you have some amazing trivia uh, about it. No, I don't. There's no useful trivia either. There's literally nothing... Salvageable mm-hmm. about this episode, really, or salvable for that matter. We look for things. They didn't find anything good, apparently. What? 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 We are strong. Your arm to the teeth. Teeth are for chewing. <laughs> Any classified <laughs> weapons knowledge you share with captors will be considered treason. Yeah, but I may have no choice. You will die without honor. Thanks a lot, Worf. You will never attain the 24th level of awareness. 24th, huh? That's, uh, it's quite a challenge. (laughs) Indeed. 24 is the gateway to heroic salvation. I loved that. I was like, what a weird fucking improv from Worf. Yep. They set up the rules of the game, and he was like, 
I have found the exact perfect thing to say and then just released it out into the into the comms. It was a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. The pack leads seem pretty sincere. We want what we want. Our computer banks are non-negotiable. We want them. <laughs> Believe me, they're nothing if not persistent. We want to be nothing if not persistent. <sighs> <laughs> Jesus. Nobody ever said they were great conversationalists. Yeah. It ain't good. No, it ain't good. There's no greater challenge than the study of philosophy. But William James won't be on my Starfleet exams. The important things never will be. Anyone can be trained in the mechanics of piloting a starship. In Starfleet Academy... Takes more. Open your mind to the past, art, history, philosophy. And all this may mean something. Mm, I loved that exchange. Me too. Picard is telling Wesley how he once, as an ensign, picked a fight with three Nasikins. I stood toe-to-toe with the worst of the three, and I told him what I thought of him, his pals, his planet, and I possibly made some passing reference to his parentage, to his questionable parentage. (laughs) You burnt. (laughs) Any rumors of my brush with death are greatly exaggerated. Is that clear? This is in response to Wesley asking him if he ever wished for a child. (laughs) He says, wishing for a thing does not make it so. Besides, look what I ended up with. Yeah, besides, (laughs) look at this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a real crapshoot to me, eh, Wesley? (sighs) Those academy cadets can be extremely competitive. But you have the practical experience, Wes. Commander Riker is correct. The information imparted to cadets to the, aca- to the Academy is unquestionably vital for prospective Starfleet officers. It nonetheless requires a significant period of supplementary systems training and situational disciplines. Didn't I just say that? Yes, sir, but not quite as perspicuously. For ambitious Starfleet officers, there are certain costs involved. You must be cautious of long-term commitments, Wesley. No problem. Where women are concerned, I am in complete control. (laughs) I just want to ask you something. Do you see what happens to my face when I do Wesley? Do you see what happens to my face? I can't help it. You just look up like a doe-eyed idiot. Boy, living on board a starship sure is crazy, guys. It's how I get into character. That look is just, I can't help it. Lord. <laughs> I had this one Nausicaan down in this uh, somewhat devious jawlock when, uh, unbeknownst to me, one of his chums drew his weapon and impaled me through the back. Curious sensation, actually. Do the one above it. Oh, that would make sense. Why... 
No, I just like that one. Do I get the... Why do I get the distinct impression that you're acting like some kind of escort? Dr. Pulaski asked me to make sure that you actually went inside. That woman. She would. (laughs) Here, it's the Dan Power Hour. (laughs) What the hell are you doing here? Snaps her rubber gloves. Saving (laughs) your life. (laughs) Oh, come on. This is a routine procedure. Quite commonplace. True. But you are not a commonplace man. Cheers. (laughs) And last but not least, sir. Yes, what is it, Ensign? I enjoyed our trip together, sir. So did I. There was one that I don't think is on here, but he said, oh, when he asked him about being mar- not being married, and he goes, don't you ever get lonely? I really wanted him to just be like, it's called a hooker, Wesley. <laughs> Do you mean a sex Captain's worker? No, the ones I go to are hookers. Jesus. I liked the I liked the woke Wesley touch there. That was nice. Yeah, right. But it's like one thing where Ricard's really like dangerously regressive. It's like, do, do you know why he calls sex workers hookers? It's really fucking weird. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, and I'm kind of offended. Yeah, it's just no. <laughs> Mm. Well, Dan. Well, Cameron. I, uh, I'm curious to hear how many mechanical Picard hearts you would give this episode. I would give it two mechanical Picard hearts for wasting my time. Oh, my time. God. That's what I was going to give it. Aha! <laughs> I mean, that's what I was going to give it. It's like we bonded in all that time in the shuttlecraft. Kid, you're crowding him. (laughs) You know, Guinan would have made this episode better. Uh, I missed her. It's okay. I miss her whenever she's not there. She'll be back at some point. Periodically. She will. Yeah. So we can look forward to that. Is she back in the next episode? I don't know. You'll have to just listen to that one, you dummies. Well, now that Dan's insulted your intelligence, there's just one last thing for me to do, and that's for me to wish you all not to just have a great week, but to make it so. Keep on tricking. Since I guess we loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. Yeah, we did. (gasps) I'm sorry, I just don't like it when you call people dummy. shit balls oh god damn it i missed you i miss you too pal and i'm really excited really excited to do these episodes also great episode that i edited not not my editing just the content it was it's very good <laughs> although i am very proud of my 
the sound effects. Those were amazing. I was dying laughing. I was like, oh, I for- I completely forgot we shit-talked again. It was ridiculous. Yep. Hadn't brought that up in so long, and I'm so petty. I'm so petty. I'm like, God, I'm a real bitch. <laughs> I mean, same. Grade A premium bitch. I just want to, I don't know. It just, he pisses me off. Just want him to die. Is that so much to ask? Just fucking die. (laughs) You're really making it hard not to be expressive, Daniel. You know that with your writing, right? It's just coaxing things out of me as a performer. I'm glad to coax (laughs) rather than sheephook. I I, can, I, I I think a come hither motion effectively communicates the coaxing I've been getting out of you. A secret weapon production.